Welcome, Girl Scouts of America, to another episode of Where the Fuck are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you some tidbits, and then go watch it while we eat some soup. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and I cried this week uh, because I was thinking about who I would thank if I won an Emmy. And I'm Brianna, and I was fat shamed by my roommate again, and now it's DEFCON 3. And today we'll be watching the American period coming-of-age comedy drama film, Licorice Pizza. However... Before we dig into the movie of the night, of course, Brianna and myself will talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. I do that at the end like that because I assume people are doing it at home, kind of like a like a game show. I think I've said that before. Lazily, no, you haven't. Lazily scan the internet. I feel like Bob Barker. Love that movie. Come on down. Lazy Susan, come on down. <laughs> 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 you stupid lazy bitch Susan <laughs> anyway Dopeflix is uh, Dopeflix is still back um, we got a new episode it's two weeks old so that's new enough go check it out we love it we live it it's enjoyable it was nice to have you back I enjoyed it my little ear holes enjoyed it well I appreciate that Brianna tidbits ladies and gentlemen the movie of the night is Licorice Pizza <clears throat> written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, nominated for 11 Oscars. That man is uh, never won, though. Sad. I like him. <laughs> I, I, think he, I think he's gotten robbed at least once. In um, that movie is the, well, I think I would call that one of my Boogie top. Boogie Nights? No. It's, it's, it's one of my top five favorite movies of all time, and that would be There Will Be Blood. I think that is a masterpiece, and I use that word lightly when I use that word, but I, I genuinely think that's a masterpiece. It did lose to... No country for old men. So tough year for the Oscars. If that came out any other year, would have it would have would have fucked shit up. But yes, he also did direct Boogie Nights, Brianna, with Marky Mark and his hog, uh, Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler and his hog, uh, The Master, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and his hog, Inherent Vice, which is you want to say it. Joaquin Phoenix and his uh, hog. Joaquin, well, Joaquin Phoenix was in the master with his hog, so that's maybe true. Yeah, that's Paul true. Thomas Anderson likes Joaquin Phoenix's hog. Well, the last big thing that he did was the Phantom Thread with Daniel Day Lewis and his big hog. Did you ever see that movie? I did. I was gonna ask you that. I liked that movie. That movie was kind of like I at liked the end. It too. At the end, I was like, oh, what the fuck? This is weird. I dig it. I felt like such a freak. I was like, oh, my God, did I love that movie? <laughs> yeah, it's super good. I love Daniel Day-Lewis. I really think he's, he's like, probably the most talented actor that, that we have on this earth right now. He doesn't do a lot of movies, so when he does, it's, like, it's a big deal to me, at least. And I, I don't know. I think he kills literally everything that he does. That, that That's me, though. Um, But... But Brie, uh, Magnolia, have you ever seen that movie? Is that the one with Reba? No. Or is that Steel no. Magnolias? What's the one with Reba? I think that's Steel Magnolias. <laughs> okay. But not to be confused with Netflix's Sweet Magnolia. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not sure what that is. Um, but regardless of who's starring in any of those movies, that brings us to who's starring in this film. Uh, Cooper Hoffman, of course who is known heroin abuser Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. <laughs> That's who oh. that is. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Recipe Seymour You're Hoffman. Not. He's a, he's a, I mean, that man was very talented. But also, I mean, I'm not lying. He is a known heroin abuser. I'm not saying that with a negative connotation. 
I'm just saying it. I'm stating it as a fact. Well, you know, I'm on the spectrum. I can do, I just say stuff like that sometimes. Sorry. Oops. Uh, the movie also stars, Oopsie. the movie also stars Alana Haim, who is in the band Haim. She's one of the sisters. She's a Haim sister. Mm-hmm. I, I was one third. When I found, when I found that out, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. You didn't well, know that? Nope, nope, nope. I got a whole, I got a whole tale I'm about to spin right now. Uh, also, it stars Sean Penn and Tom Waits. I don't know. I don't know what's really going on. I'm a big movie. Tom Waits actor fan. I don't know. Are if you? Else is. <laughs> yeah. Really? What do you What do you like him in? Um, he was in the like 2003 film Domino with Kira Knightley. That's so obscure. He's also, he's also in another movie that's like more recent. I want to say it might have been. <clears throat> I don't know. He's he's funny in it. He, okay, I'll well, take your word for it. I'll, like say, a, I, I'll take. He's not like funny, but he's funny like a clown. <laughs> it's no, it's funny that he like shows up in the movie. Oh, okay, that's okay. So yeah, th- th- I mean that leads me to like what's going on in this film, what's happening. Uh, I was pretty flabbergasted when I realized like when I was what I was reading. I I didn't know any of it. I'm 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 super naive and ignorant. You know, you know, I'm not ignorant. I'm just like apparently living under a rock. You know, Paul Thomas Anderson's been doing pretty much strictly Haim music videos since 2017. (laughs) My biggest mind blow was that Paul Thomas Anderson was married to Maya Rudolph. (laughs) Yeah, but he's sleeping with this chick from Haim. You kidding me? Okay. (laughs) Come on. I got so many Um, questions. This dude's made fucking 12 Haim music videos. Why? No, no, no. My two biggest things. Wait, he's married was, to Maya Rudolph? What? Yeah. Well, I was well, I was lazily scanning the internet. I felt like Charlie from It's Always Sunny where I was like connecting all the dots <laughs> on the wall and I had like this whole like the numbers were spinning around my head. So, yes, he has directed a lot of Hey music videos, which I think is weird because I feel like we don't need someone Paul Thomas Anderson level directing music videos anymore because music videos don't get played like they used to. Like they're not on TV all the time. No, so I, I that kind of yeah, super weird, super obscure. I was like, "What? <laughs> Who's? I've never seen any of these music. Now I got to go watch a couple of them and see if they have the Paul Thomas Anderson touch. Meaning, like, is there a big hog in it? He loves throwing big <laughs> hogs into his movie. Another big thing, maybe he likes the big hog energy the Himes, the Haim sisters have. I don't know. The big chin energy. Another thing. <laughs> it's a strong Another chin. Another thing that not a bad the- thing. It's a strong chin. Oh, as someone that has De- like no chin, I'm like De- chin envy. Over definitely, here. they're like Eastern European descent, right? St- strong Eastern like wool. Island descent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bird. For our more educated listeners. <laughs> For our ancient alien listeners, yes, you'll get that. She's she's 30? She is, and that was another thing. I was like, we're the same age? Like, anywho's, that's not my biggest gripe. My, not even a gripe. My biggest thing was not only does he direct Hey music videos. How do we say that? I even like I'm, went online to see how I'm. Okay, so he not I'm, only does I. I'm, it's definitely not no, like Corey Haim. Yeah, it's not Haim. It's Haim. So it's Haim. Yeah. It's Haim. So not only does he direct Haim sister music videos. He directs. 
home videos with his kids and Cooper Hoffman, and that's how he knows Cooper Hoffman, other than, like, being Philip Seymour Hoffman's, like, son. He was like, yeah, I've directed him my whole life. And I was like, what do you mean? This is Cooper Hoffman's acting debut. Like, what? And he was like, I make <laughs> he make home videos with my kids and him, and I was like, what? He, he, he made a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman literally, like, 15 years before Cooper Hoffman was born, so they probably just been, like, he probably known Cooper Hoffman his whole life. But yeah, where but did the Alana Haim, Haim, where did that come into play? Where did the Haim stuff come into play? That's the most fascinating thing out of all of this. Well, didn't you read? No, I didn't. Tell me. Donna Haim? Okay. Or is that? <laughs> Donna Haim? She's good friends with? Donna Haim. Alana Himes' mother and the other Himes sisters' mother was Paul Thomas Anderson's art school teacher when he was like either in high school or elementary school. What? What? And there's like this whole little pod of people in the San Fernando Valley that know each other and they all revolve around Paul Thomas Anderson. (laughs) What is. What is. What is. He's got like some sort of like free cult over there what is happening right now that's so weird see it's all about who you know it just further (laughs) it it just solidifies the fact that it's all about who you know must be nice being paul thomas anderson you know just like being a director with 20 years of experience nowadays is just so sweet not even paul thomas anderson brianna just like fucking everybody you just get to produce a movie about your childhood cast your friends kids Literally everybody does it. Fucking Steven Spielberg's got one out coming coming out. It's called Gremlins Three. Steven Spielberg's. No, I'm just kidding. It's called The Fablemans. Steven Spielberg's daughter's in this movie. Is it? Is she really? Yes. I'm uh, okay. I'm. I wish I could just. I wish we could just go watch the movie right now. But I still have more to say. I I was so confused. I thought this was about two seventeen year olds, but now like, did you? Okay. I didn't. I didn't know what was going on, Brianna. When I like, I started reading about it, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Do you know where this inspiration for this movie comes from? I'm sure you read it. Literally, like, like yeah. Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson was walking by a fucking middle school 20 years ago, creeping around it, and got a crush on some 15 year old girl, and then concocted this bizarre story in his head, and and now he's just gonna make a movie out of it. He's like, oh, "I fell in love with a 15 year old girl in 2003, and now I." I gotta make a movie about it because it's it's been in my mind. I'm a creator. So I actually, <laughs> I think Paul Thomas Anderson's a little cuckoo. Um, I read that part of the movie, like he was inspired to write this movie because he had a crush on Donna Heim when he was in school because he was like a kid and she was an older like teacher because you know she was. I read a different a story. Age. But then I also read that one day he saw, like, this kid flirting with, like, an older woman and he got inspired to write this movie. So it's like, Paul Thomas Anderson, like, you could just say, in general, you were inspired by, like, young men hitting on older women. Yeah. You creep. Yeah. You creepy weirdo. But not really. Like, you've done some good stuff, (sighs) man. No, not really. I mean. (laughs) We're not that creepy. You're just, like. Sort of like maybe you it's, Facebook stalk people too much. Yeah, yeah, not, that's a good. Weird. Not like you're not you're not like a creep, but like you're like a. It's a little. It's a little interesting. You have some creepy tendencies. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> did, did you know that uh, Alana Haim spent a week learning to drive trucks, Brianna? <laughs> and she performed her own stunt? <laughs> you, know what, you know what the stunt is? No, she, I only read the first half of that. She, she backed the truck down a long hill. So honestly, I feel like that's hard. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see. Well, if it's a if it's a stick, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I Knowing was... Paul Thomas Anderson is definitely a stick. <laughs> it's a weird, big stick. He's a weirdo. Yeah, I need you to drive that stick, little lady. <laughs> he probably has that. It's probably his director's voice. Calls everyone little lady. Hey, Mark, take out your hog, little lady. <laughs> At the time of this recording, ladies and gentlemen, it has a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb based on 45,000 reviews. It has a 91% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes based on 280 reviews and a 65% audience score based on more than 1,000 reviews. 90% score on Metacritic. 60, 67% of Google users like this movie. What kind Ooh. of what kind of yeah? What kind of vibe does that give you, Brianna? Uh, because that gives what me what was the, vi- the Voodoo store score. The I, oh, it's not even on voodoo yet. Oy. So yeah, that's not a good sign. Oy. No, but it get it definitely makes me think that uh, it's a critic. I'm do, doing air quotes. A critic movie. <laughs> um, and what that means to me is probably a lot of art. Once again, in quote in air quotes, art going on. And then the, what I'm thinking is normal people were like, "What the fuck's going on in this thing? This is weird." Uh, that, that that's kind of what I'm thinking is happening. Do you want it? I'll give you my my simpleton version. Okay. When the trailer for this movie came out, I remember thinking, what is this? Is this like a funny movie? Is this a not funny movie? Like, what's going on? I'm not going to see this. <laughs> when I saw the House of Gucci trailer, I was like, oh my god, I cannot wait to see that movie. So excited. And we all know how that turned out. So hopefully my viewing of the trailer for Licorice Pizza will mean that this is this is going to be okay. I'll be fine. It won't be the House of Gucci mayhem dumpster fire that we, we had to see. Uh, but I also, I'm not too sure. I, uh, I think that we got a little bamboozled. I didn't know it was about uh, some weird, creepy stuff. I thought it was about like normal, like... You know, I think it's creepy when a director makes a a movie about some 15-year-olds banging anyway, but it's less creepy than making a movie about 15-year-old banging a 25-year-old. So we will see how it goes. We will see if this is a coming-of-age tale or if it already came, Rihanna. Really? Because you loved Red Rocket, and that was about an old dude that was doing a 17-year-old. Consent- consenting adults. One of, one, one of the partners, uh, one of the per- persons in this movie that we're watching tonight is a not an adult. So they cannot consent. It is rape, if anything happens. Statutory rape, Brianna. You know, do you want to give me your synopsis before we take this take this bad boy out? I would love to. Today's synopsis is brought to you by Outsiders Pizza Company. Chicago and Detroit-style <laughs> Detroit pizza available in your freezer section. From classic cheese to barbecue pulled pork and bacon. There's no going wrong with Outsiders Pizza Company. Pick up my favorite Detroit-style pepperoni cup at your local Target. Outsiders Pizza. Damn good. Mm-mm. Thanks, Outsiders Pizza. We love you. Oh, man. That pizza. It slaps. <laughs> I got a chock full in my freezer right now. 
eat it all the time for meals, like breakfast. That's one meal. They're gigantic. I could eat them the like for all the meals. Yeah, I got smaller ones. They're like um, hand size, not pan Your size. Your hands are huge. Not not pan size, hand size. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Licorice Pizza, the story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley. Okay. Did you make one up? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really very excited about mine. Let me hear it. If you're related to someone famous, you're in this movie. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. All right. All right, everybody. Uh, grab your bowls of soup. You know the deal. And in three, two, one. Welcome back uh, to our new podcast. What the fuck did we just watch? Starring Mantis and Brianna. That sucked. That was weird. That movie was weird. That was like almost cuties level weird. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I'm kind of angry uh, that we just watched that. It's two hours and 14 minutes. I'm right there with you, man. Um, I, Like I said before, we, we sat down to watch the movie. My last reaction was when I saw the trailer, I went, what's going on? I don't want to see this. And I still stand at what's going on. I don't. I saw it and I don't want to see it now. I'm mad. I would. I, I. I don't even I know what. Listen to my gut. <laughs> it okay. Uh, it looked like a uh, acting was good, directing was good. Like it looked pretty. Nipple alert. There's nipples everywhere. <laughs> not uh, not like out out and about, but like you see them through shirts. It looked like a Hollywood movie, but fuck, man, it's weird. And I know Hollywood is full of pedophiles, but Jesus Christ. What the fuck was the point of this goddamn movie? Do you I don't get how Do you know? I don't get how the guy from Nickelodeon got in trouble, but this <laughs> guy made an entire movie of it. I'm convinced this movie's just about Dan Snyder. And like how he came to be who he is. This is the Dan Snyder guy. Yeah, this <laughs> Alana Heim it was de- like yeah, she did a great job. I I and very I very delightful to watch. I thought Cooper Hoffman did a did a good job too. They were they were enjoyable and they exceeded my expectations. That's for sure. I, acting across the board was great. Everybody cast in this, all the little cameos, fantastic. I I really really enjoyed it and I loved I loved the tone even. I would say I would say love in certain aspects, certain aspects of the movie, not 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 the whole movie. The gate of this movie is very fragmented the tone no no i take it back i take it back there's certain okay when i said that i was thinking about a scene in which the little brother is watching the hose outside of outside of bradley cooper's house while mm-hmm. they're filling up the waterbed and it just kind of rem- it just kind of gave me good tone vibes that's how that's how i'm gonna say it good tone vibes you know what i'm saying you know what I mean? No, but no, no you don't but know what I mean? that's fine. But that's literally like one of the only. <laughs> but moments. that's the movie. I just like I it was. I don't know. It's fine. Like, it was. Was it fine? It was so goddamn boring. It, like, I <laughs> let me describe it for you this way, P bags. At twenty-seven minutes in, 
Mantis three times already had said, what is going on? This movie sucks. And I, I it, and I said it. Guys, <laughs> so you know me. Times. Like I'm, I'm, I wait till the like I, just, I'm so discombobulated right now. It was a two-hour-long cringe fest. You just sat there for two hours waiting for a an adult and a child to kiss. Spoiler alert! You just sit there and you're like, "Is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen?" Oh, I like the music. Oh, are they gonna kiss? Is it gonna happen? Uh, they do. They kiss. It's weird. I don't like it. I I don't know why. I did Paul Thomas Anderson like make this because he didn't have a girlfriend until he was like in his late twenties. Like, is this just like his fantasy? And why did this get nominated for so many Oscars? Is this is this the the Hollywood fantasy? Is this what all those, for back of a letter, lack of a better term, the nerds are, are just sitting there just wishing that they were able to hook up with some mediocre looking 25. I don't know. Like what the fuck is <laughs> what's up? Okay. <laughs> You're going really off course here. Um, I can't believe it got nominated for the Oscars. It did. I'm not sure what the intention of the movie was. Yes. It was nice to look at. It had a nice like filter on it. There was um some good high beams Cooper Hoffman and Alana Haim did great. Sean Penn was, like, odd in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, he fit the weird character he was playing. Yeah. I, he did, I don't even know if I liked his performance because I was like, is he even acting or is this just how Sean Penn is? I feel like, I'm not I, really sure. I feel like Sean Penn and Tom Waits hang out all the time and this is kind of just how they act. Yeah, I I didn't really like that. I didn't like how this could have been probably a better TV show. Um, the first hour is like a whole movie, and then the second hour is a different like set of clips of something, like deleted scenes. I'm not really sure why it needed to be two hours. I'm not sure if there was any sort of story other than like this 25-year-old wants to date this 15-year-old after meeting him at his like school picture day, like... How to get nominated for a writing Oscar? It's so fragmented. It doesn't make any sense. Like you, like the story makes sense, but like well, it doesn't make sense why it would get nominated. Uh, it, it's just so weird. I, 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 I. Let's just get boil right down to it, Brianna. The, the whole time you're watching this thing, all you can do is focus on the age gap, right? The whole time I was watching this thing, I was on Instagram. Oh my god! I know you sent me. I saw you sent me a. a <laughs> A video, but no, right? Like two. You can't. You can only focus on the age gap. That's the only thing you can focus on. There's this weird sexual tension. Yeah, all your questions kind of go from the age gap too. Like, yes, you're focusing on the age gap, and then there's all these other things of like, well, are these people kids? Are are they adults? Is she into little boys? Like, or is he into older women? I don't know. But they all form around the age gap thing. I, I, it start and it it throws you right into it from the very beginning. Like you don't, you don't get to breathe. It it's it it hits you with it, and then two seconds in, she Alana Himes already flirting with the fifteen year old boy, and you have to deal with it the entire goddamn movie. <laughs> and there's ups and there's downs and there's ins and there's outs and there's sexual tension between Alana Himes and Bradley Cooper and Alana Himes and Nate Mann and 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 uh, Alana Himes and every other man yeah, except for her dad. Yeah, everyone except for her actual dad who plays her. That I think that's kind of cool that her family was in this and. And they played the family. I liked the dad. He was, he was super old school Jewy. 
I liked it. It was, uh, it was good stuff. Classic Jew. Yeah. Um, and then there was, and then there was Cooper Hoffman, who was like, I don't want to call it sexual tension with the fifteen-year-olds uh, that were hanging around, but like, there was like, oh, like I got a crush on this girl. Like he was like Susie Classman. I can't believe it's you. <laughs> he was super pumped to see Susie Classman. Uh, I don't know. Like it, that was fine, but holy shit, like. This movie did not need to. You, I wish that it was just about two twenty-year-olds. It would have been. I, I really think it would have been that much better. Uh, at least I, it wouldn't have been. At least it would have been grotesque. <laughs> Make, yeah, it, I wouldn't have. If this had just been a movie, because I know in real life Cooper Hoffman's nineteen and Alana's thirty, so. That's not that weird, like, if unless no. you actually know the facts about them. Like, you wouldn't look at those two people on screen and be like, oh, there's a there's kind of an age gap no. between the two of them. I agree. They could have literally just been, like you said, two 20-somethings that were had this weird sexual tension where, like, he was into all these girls. He was, like, a little flirt. And then Alana just wanted to also date every man that talked to her. And that would have been fine. It would have been like a fun little almost like rom-com of like, haha, we have such bad luck with all these people, but we really like each other. And it was set in the 70s. That would have been fine. That would have been great. I would have loved it. Alana Haim has some problems in this man. <laughs> like her character is a weirdo. What's her deal? They're like she's a pedophile. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, she um unfortunately is portrayed as one in this. Yes, and 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 as soon as they kissed, Brianna and I just audibly, oh, oh, like it just we were we were gagging. It's just like you you're <laughs> hoping the whole because they don't they, you're hoping the whole movie you're like oh maybe maybe this is like self aware enough to like not go there and to not have me watch that. Maybe it's just trying to m- prove a point. And no, 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 no. It was not a commentary or anything of the sort. It's just as might as well be Cuties with higher production value. Did you ever watch Cuties, Brianna? No, but you've talked about it before, and um, it's painted a pretty clear picture in my mind of what it is. This movie almost seemed like it was from the 70s and we unearthed it to like cancel it and cringe and be like, why is she into this 15 year old? What's going on? Who's this fucking Lolita? Yeah. Like, why is Sean Penn being really creepy on this poor little Jewish girl? Like, what's going on? And of course, I'm exaggerating by saying that it's cuties, but it's it was not good. It was not enjoyable. It wasn't what I expected it to be. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have anything else to say? I mean, I I really don't even want to talk about like the I. Wh- I sound like a silly That's... Billy right now. That's pretty much my reaction for the whole movie. It's a lot of like wincing and like ooh, cringing. Um, Bradley Cooper was I good. Don't... I liked him in it. Bradley Cooper was good. Um, you just I. I liked the... he played. I liked the waterbeds, actually. Yeah, I liked the waterbeds. I liked the initial interaction with Bradley Cooper. I didn't like how, in the very first half of the movie, every woman that looked at the 15-year-old boy seemed like they wanted to fuck him. Like, they gave him fuck-me eyes. Like, the the, yeah. the flight attendant. Well, that and was the... the energy he was sending off. Yeah, you, you mentioned he had the BDD, BDE rolling. rolling he rolling had thick. some BDE. It was 
heavy in BDE. And I think that's why women were like, whoa. But in reality, like, these people, I mean, I guess he was, like, sort of an actor, so maybe people knew how old he was. But I think they were people really only into him because he was an actor on some weird, like, I don't know, Little Orphan Annie, like, stage show thing with, like, the lady from the Brady Bunch. I don't know. That was that was weird. I, maybe I'm not getting certain things because I was on Instagram half the time, but, like, there was just a lot of stuff going on. There was, like, that casting person that Alana met that Cooper was like, just say yes to everything. And then, like, she gets stuck having to be like, oh, I, I play, uh all these instruments and I'm in a rock band with my sisters and I speak Portuguese and it's just I didn't understand it half of that like like I get her character she... you know she's so <laughs> unsure of herself she, she she has so much to learn she has so many different things that she wants to pursue she's gonna be an actor and now she then she was a politician she's a singer she's a dancer like she was so many different things. I get all all of those things. She's but classic like, like 70s, 20-something, just kind of lost and what's, picked up in everything. My biggest takeaway from this movie is, what is the point? Why did they make other it? Than, what is the story other about? Other than PTA being a big creep, I don't know. Remember what we said before when we were like, oh, he's creepy? Like, oh, maybe he looks at your pictures a lot on Facebook. He's He's graduated. Yep. And the weird, um, the weird D story that had <laughs> to do like with an S story, the, the Benny Safdie storyline. He was gay and his, and his, his partner had yeah. to get walked home by Alana. And then there was that creepy Ted Bundy looking guy that was following him around. Again, the whole second half of the movie didn't have to happen. Like Benny Safdie comes in and he's the gay politician. Then... And literally, Sean Penn is in this movie. Do not try to play a gay politician. So, right? There was him. There was Bradley Harvey Milk's Cooper, in this like, movie. In, yeah, Bradley Cooper was there. Like, and they were trying to sell him. Like, they sold him a waterbed, but then they left the water running. And like, he Bradley Cooper runs out of gas. Like that whole part didn't make sense. We didn't need to see Cooper Hoffman open a pinball palace. Like, the movie should have just ended the first hour. I, they should have made it like an hour twenty. I don't know, maybe did some follow-up, maybe had a Heim, like, music video play at the end, and that should have been it. I said that the first hour of the movie felt like a pilot. The first half of the movie, it, sh it should have just, we should have just only had that. I don't understand all the second parts. It, it, it ended like a pilot, like, there was that, like, kind of cliffhanger, and you didn't, you know, you thought something big was going to happen, and it didn't, and it felt exactly like a pi pilot. It was like Euphoria. I don't know. I've never watched Euphoria. I don't know. I've never watched either. <laughs> it, but it just could have been like the ending of Red Rocket. Like we just assume they get together and have like the summer of their freaking Oh, lives. Red Rocket was so much more enjoyable than this movie. <laughs> oh my God. It's not even close. Yeah. Well, the only part of Red Rocket that I didn't really like was the ending. But still, this movie just, it didn't make any sense. It was just, I, I'm still... If it wins anything at the Oscars, I'm going to riot. Oh, fuck this movie. Straight up fucking riot. Fuck licorice pizza. What's your popcorn bag score? <sighs> it doesn't even deserve my popcorn bags. I agree with the hogs on this one. I can't even believe they gave it a 67. No, I'm, I'm surprised too. I I'm giving this. <laughs> Go on. What are you surprised? Nothing. 
that the hogs gave it a 67. I can't believe it has a 91 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the critics, man. The critics. The critics, yeah. All those fucking pedos, probably. Bunch of pedos. Anyway, my... That's why I didn't get. Score. That's why I didn't get accepted as a Rotten Tomatoes reviewer because I'm not a fucking pedo. Probably they were like, "How old are you? How what age are you into?" Oh, never mind. By the way, that line, <laughs> that line right there, has probably solidified the uh, the fact that I'm I'm never gonna get accepted as a Rotten we're Tomatoes. We're too reviewer. good for them, honestly. Fucking pedos. Fuck, we'll go to Voodoo. Hell yeah, Voodoo all day, baby. <laughs> voodoo, hit, hit us up. <laughs> Anyway, my popcorn bag score for Licorice Pizza, that fucking awful movie that we just had to suffer through, um, I would give it a 16 out of 50 with a no recommendation. Do not waste your fucking time. Yeah. I'm, what about you? I'm giving it a 15 out of 50, no recommendation. I would rather watch uh, Two Girls, One Cup, uh, Kids <laughs> oh, in the Sandbox, Lemon Party. Mr. Hands. Um, anything by um, I, John Waters. I mean, Pain Olympics. Anything by John Waters. I'd ra- I'd rather watch that scene with with that with that woman eats the dog shit. I'd rather watch that on loop, like for two hours, than watch this garbage horse shit movie. And I really love Paul Thomas Anderson, and I respect that he just made a movie about him being a kid and wanted to fuck his babysitter or whatever. Uh, but not for me. Not. I feel like that's yeah. No, that's yeah. a decent fantasy to have. Yeah, this that's cool. This movie's just not, you know I'm just viewing it through the lens of a 30 year old millennial. I don't know. I don't know who this movie's for, but God love you. I think it's just a movie for them to just like watch amongst themselves when they're all like at Paul Thomas Anderson's house. Yeah, yeah. Richard Linklater's gonna come over and fucking Spielberg, and they're all gonna hang out and be like, "Oh, this is great. Let's watch the Fable Noons next." Spoiler zone. <laughs> Brianna, favorite parts, least favorite parts. Why don't you start me off with your short list of favorite parts? My favorite parts were the Heim family. Yes, easily. I think they all—they were all fun to watch. I wouldn't have known that none of them have ever been actors before. Yeah, I've been watching a lot. Of, I've been watching a lot of Curb lately, and uh, I feel like Larry David would would approve of the of those I, Jews. <laughs> I thought they were all good. Um, I really liked Skylar Gisondo. His character Lance was funny. He had wonderful hair as well. Is that is that the dude from the uh, um, Uncut Gems? Uh, Uncut Gems. Uncut 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 Gems. Righteous Gemstones. No, no, no. The kid from Rice's Genstones was the the kid that he was in the play with with Cooper. Yeah, that was Lance. Yeah, Lance. Yeah, so he's in it. I liked him. He's good. Uh, Bradley Cooper, I don't know what the fuck he was doing there, but I liked to see him in his wigs. I I love Bradley Cooper when he wears wigs and white suits. Oh, I love that initial interaction with Bradley Cooper. That was my favorite part. When he said he was going to love Tom Waits. He, he was going to kill that kid's family. He was like, "I'm going to." Yeah, he's, he's like, "I'm going to kill your fucking family." He's like, "You got a brother? Like, I'm going to murder your I'm brother. I'm going to your brother. I'm going to strangle your brother to death." He's like, "If you fuck up yeah. my house." He's like, "You know my wife, my girlfriend, Barbara Streisand." And he's like, "Yeah, Barbara Streisand." He's like, "Sand, Streisand." He's like, "You fucking with me right now?" There was a, a way too long interaction about how to say Barbara Streisand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like Tom Waits. I like Sean Penn. I thought they were the two bestest of friends, and I hope they really are. And if they're not, they acted like they were. Wonderful job. What else? 
no dogs, so there goes that. Yeah, no dog alert. Trigger warning. No dogs. Yeah, I could have could have done without that. Another favorite part was Alana Heim driving the big truck. Yeah, good stunt. Good stunt, good Alana stunt. Heim. Yeah, she's like the little female Jewish John Wick. Um, she did a great job doing that. Female <laughs> Jewish John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, really, that's the very short list of favorite parts. I feel like there's one more, but I forgot it. What about you? Hit me with your favorite parts because I need some happiness in my life. Uh that's I liked I liked how we learned that that pinball was illegal before 1975 in LA. I guess that the Supreme Court ruled that it was a game of skill and not a game of chance and so therefore was not deemed gambling and therefore legal uh became legal in 1975. I thought that was quite interesting and a bit strange. I didn't I didn't realize that was a thing. I guess that it was not just in L.A., though. It was uh, different parts of the country. I love pinball. Pinball's great. I find um I find it interesting to what states actually don't allow gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we live in one, but I just, I find it interesting on who, who has the side of, yeah, let's do it, versus, no, oh my gosh, that's for heathens. Well, you can do it if you have, <laughs> if you, you don't live on Indian land, Connecticut. Connecticut's a great example. Connecticut. Where else? I mean, anywhere there's a reservation. Anywhere there's a reservation. And they have, there's a casino. But yeah, no, I just, uh, I just know, well, there's going to be Native American reservations everywhere. So I just think it's weird on like what states are like, no, 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 no. We don't have that. No. I can't come up with any favorite parts. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I said I needed happiness after this movie. I don't know. You're not thinking of any favorite parts. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I really didn't like there was not even any good side characters that they rounded out. You know, the really the no, only two No, they just they pop in, they they leave without the, any warning. Yeah, the only two people that that have a that are full characters are Alana and Cooper. Right? That's his name, Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, the only people that actually like you sort of know what they're still doing. Like the waitress comes in and like she might be Cooper's mom. We're not really sure. It could just be like his. I think sister. no. I think I the waitress. Really the waitress being the waitress from Always Sunny. The waitress is Cooper's mom. <laughs> I think. So yeah. So you don't see Cooper's mom after a certain point. The waitress just disappears. Um, the only people that you see from beginning to end are the other Heim sisters. Yeah, you see, you see them at the end of the movie. Uh, I think you see his little brother, maybe too. Once again, you don't it, like the little brother doesn't even get a personality. It's not like the oh, the little brother really likes dying. Like you couldn't even do something small. I don't know. It's just unenjoyable, unenjoyable, boring, draggy, strange, cringy. What about least favorite I'm parts? Not sh- Oh man, least favorite parts the entire fucking movie. I feel like I haven't said that in a really long time, so I'm gonna say it. The entire movie was my least favorite part. I did like how it looked. I know we've said that a bunch of times, but that's really all we have on it. I liked the way it looked. It had a good soundtrack. Yeah, well, they shot it on 35 millimeter with some cool lenses. Like the look was gonna be cool. Everybody knew that. And it's from the 70s. Has great music to go with it. It's just that was really it. Yeah, Um, and I feel terrible saying it. But I just did not like it. I, it's just my opinion, though. What the, what the fuck can I say? Like, I did not like it. It was not good. And if 
if you're the kind of person that listens to where the fuck are the popcorn bags and you normally agree with our takes, don't go see this thing. Holy fuck, man. It's it's a piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go as far as say it was a piece of shit, <laughs> despite you never actually giving your popcorn bag score. Um, yes, I did. I gave it a 15. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, run back the tape. I gave it a six. I gave it a sixty. Yeah, I know. You gave it his age. I at least made him legal ish. <laughs> legal in Massachusetts. Uh, I said ish. Yeah. I just um, I'm not gonna say piece of shit. I was extremely disappointed in it though because of the fact that I was already not into it after i saw the trailer and then i was like well it got nominated for some oscars and then for some reason i decided to trust the academy which was my bad and now we were left with two hours and 14 minutes of just utter disappointment from why do we i mean okay leonardo dicaprio's dad was cool i'm gonna take that back leonardo dicaprio's dad was cool but this movie has like too many like easter eggs in it and i'm just i wasn't prepared for that like we're not watching a marvel movie i don't want to know how everyone connects i went just i went through a, a large emotional range uh from the inception of this film and it was like it was like oh paul thomas anderson has a new film coming out awesome the trailer comes out i was like oh that's maybe not for me Wins gets get some oscar noms okay cool like maybe maybe i don't know what i'm talking about Watch the movie. Wow, that was fucking dog shit. So. See, you know, we we say it all the time here. We're not we're not just going to lie to you and say this movie was fantastic. And every movie that we ever see is so great because we want to, you know, monetize eventually. We're going to give you the honest truth. And uh, I don't. I don't see how this movie got nominated for anything. I don't understand why Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 91. I'm just, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just not into movies. Maybe I'm a fraud. Yeah, maybe we just don't get movies. I'm okay with that. We don't get movies, anybody. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> we don't get movies. Uncle John. Uncle John. I just, just maybe, we don't we got just, maybe we don't see it. Maybe we have trash I mean, taste my eyes are terrible. And... My taste is definitely terrible. Te- That's the COVID. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. I think that's I think that's enough for us, Brianna. I think that's enough for us. We uh, we brought it home. Unless you have anything else you wanna you wanna describe <laughs> in detail about how displeased you are about it. If we want to watch a good movie that was set in the seventies that actually wasn't made in the seventies, um. The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling is a wonderful alternative. Um, pretty much just watching Paint Dry would have been better than this movie. Um, I'll take it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We love you. I'm ready to go to bed. This put me to sleep. Oh, my God. I don't know what we're watching next week. We'll figure it out. You'll tune in anyway. We love you. Good night, America. Brianna, say goodbye. Goodbye. I'd like to thank the Academy for fucking up my entire night. Bye, everybody. Bye, Beans. Bye.
fucking just sitting in here. 